Blog Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, guess what time it is? It's Monday night. It's Attitude Era Live time on your favorite radio station and mine, 89.1 Ken's FM. You have your host, that's me. I am the icon. We also have the modern nightmare Matthias with us. How are you? Well, after a uh, very couple of weeks of interesting wrestling and then a follow-up with a week off from the radio show, just a little relaxing uh, I'm ready to do another great show live here on 89.1 Ken's FM. And I believe we have live via satellite, we have Granny Hawkster in Arkansas. How are you, Granny? I'm doing well, ready for another great show on 89.1 Ken's FM tonight. You know, I've been kind of busy, but uh, went to a Comic-Con over the weekend, got to see my good friend Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and got to see JBL again, and... Got to see a really good friend of mine from Hot Springs, Arkansas, the Burger Chef, Michael. Uh, big shout-out to you, my friend. It was great getting to see you yesterday and hanging out with you and having lunch and just catching up on some good times, you know, lots of fun. And we will be having said chef on our show in August. I had a cancellation in uh, in August, so we are going to have him fill in for that said guest that has canceled like i say our show we are booked from now until the middle of 2024 and i take full pride in that i'm glad i'm able to get all these guests you know it's interesting because of what we got going on here on the show thanks to uh ken bartz the owner of ken's fm has put us on the air here and we have became more popular than ever when we first started out here six years ago as just a podcast we have Reach the masses, and we are taking off, and we have taken off. Speaking of taking off, Matthias, uh, you know you and I are going to be uh, starring in a movie coming up that's going to be filming here in May, and I do have the script for that movie that was sent to me, and I'm going to text it to you so you can start reading your part, and I'm going to start reading my part. Is this cool or what? It looks like it is going to happen. For, those that, for anybody that doubted us, I guess they were wrong. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said, when uh, when opportunity presents itself and you always got, uh, when you look in the face of adversity and when life says, hey, I'm throwing you this bone, you better take it. You know, I always do, whether it's a wrestling booking or whether it's a job or, if you know, if it's a movie role or whatever the case may be, you know, you always got to take life by the gonads and say, hey, I'm ready for the ride. So got offered a movie position. Both of us did, and I know we were both willing and definitely willing to accept it so yeah it's going to be it's going to be an interesting ride it'll be the first film i've ever worked on besides ones i've made before uh first time just acting in a film and yeah it'll be uh it'll be interesting to, to say the least well and i started uh not that we're bragging here but i did start reading the script and i uh, like the character that i'm going to be playing it's definitely out of my wheelhouse the basically the, the guy play the guy i'm playing is a bad guy uh, we can't really go into detail about the script at all or any of the lines or anything like that, but we can talk about the movie. This is a three-part feature, and it's called The Legacy. Part three has already been released. We we are going to be in part one of The Legacy. Hopefully that will carry over to part two if uh, you know we don't get fired or anything like that. 
I don't believe we will. I know I'm going to mind my P's and Q's like I normally don't do, but we will do that. It's going to be it's going to be interesting when they come in and film in May. I, I do like what the director put. He said that he sent the script to uh, myself, and hopefully they'll like it and they'll want to continue it. You know something? I would continue with this project even if I didn't like it. I would continue with the project if it was called The Icon Gets Beaten in the Streets. I wouldn't care what it was. This is the biggest, one of the biggest opportunities I've ever had next to being on Ken's FM here. So basically we're, uh, we're, we're going to roll with this thing and we're going to have fun. Our first guest is, we have two guests tonight, but our first guest is going to be Hall of Famer Eric Bischoff. Can't wait to talk to him. We're going to have him for a full hour. I tried to have him on the whole show, but I guess he does have uh, a flight to catch tomorrow morning, so he does need to get his sleep. I understand that. So we'll have him. sleep, I tell you what. Right. Well, we are going to be nice to Eric. I mean, I got to say, he was pretty mean to me at that Below Zero Wrestling show. Like he, he called me a bunch of horrible things, and he, he hit my manager with a golf club, and he was just, you know, playing up his, you know, I'm a cool guy, whatever, and he forced, he caused me to lose my match against uh, the Mean Marine. So I guess, you know, I'll, I'll try to be as nice to him as I possibly can. Well, that, that, would, be, that would be nice because he is, uh, he is taking time out of his schedule, and uh, we're, we're going to try and make this more than one thing. And we're also going to have, joining the Five Timers Club tonight, Tatiana uh, Vitello. Uh, she is live from Florida, and she's going to be talking to us. And she's been on several times, like I said. But uh, one thing I was going to ask you, Modern Nightmare, is I'd ask you to bring something to the studio. What was it that I asked you to bring? Well, you asked me to uh, bring my beautiful gold chain with the middle dollar sign spinner. Uh, As we were to recall, as we've talked about multiple times on this show, Puffamania presented its very first show at a hotel in Fargo where I was targeting a bigger boy by the name of El Machismo. He decided to make a name kind of for himself at my expense, which I retired him fairly quickly. But when I got into a little scrum with the big boy, part of my spinner, uh, the main spinner part, decided to fall off of the chain, and somebody in the crowd decided to uh, snatch the middle piece, and I've been uh, looking for it for a couple of, uh, I think it's about a year or two now, and I haven't uh, gotten it back yet, but I've been following some leads and no returns yet. Well, here's the good news. Uh, Icon Enterprises, which is my company, uh, have been uh, actively trying to search this thing. Now, I'm going to present things. I'm going to bring something over to you. I'm going to present it to you, and I want to have your reaction live on the air as I give it to you. One second. Oh, wow. Okay. All That's right. bigger than the one that you had. Yes, indeed. This is, uh, this is a little bit bigger than the one I had, the longer chain, but it looks absolutely similar to it. And what is it? It is, my, it is one of my gold chains that I had uh, for the very first show. It's got the dollar sign spinner and everything. Wow. I, uh, wow. Okay. I'll be wearing this to my next uh, show, and if I ever find that fan that uh, took the original spinner, we'll be, uh, 
will be getting this as an imprint on their forehead. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, don't lose that one. Absolutely not. I'll make sure it stays nice and safe. That thing cost uh, the Icon Enterprise Company a little bit of money. Oh, I mean, it's got the beautiful diamonds around it. It's got the spinner diamond centerpiece, the dollar sign that's got a bunch of diamonds in it. This cost me a pretty penny, and, you know, I've been, I've been really appreciative of you and Icon Enterprises for searching for it and whatnot, but, you know, this replace will know this, uh, this, this absolute beautiful, uh, I wouldn't say replica because it is the exact thing, uh, will not be, uh, taken lightly. And I will also find the original piece. And then, uh, I'll, uh, as soon as I find that centerpiece, I will, uh, autograph it for you. And I will give that back to icon enterprises as a, uh, as a reward for it. Well, I'll tell you what, we were, we, uh, we're going to bring uh, Granny back on. I know that she's probably bored with us talking, but what, last thing about that spinner, uh, do you want to know who made that spinner? Let's hear it. That is from the same company that made Kirk Cousins' spinner. Oh, well, we won't talk about him right now. So I know, I know, I know. <laughs> we, we, won't talk about, we won't talk about Kurt, boy. But, uh, yeah, um, you'll, uh, you'll like it. Uh, I, I'm glad that you like it. Uh, along, going around my neck right now. Along with those uh, Pokemon uh, pay, uh, yen that you got. Yeah, that well. was honestly that was insane. I, I that was definitely an unexpected uh, Christmas gift, and I am truly appreciative of that. That's uh, that's sitting right next to my thirteen thousand dollar Charizard card in my big binder. So that will be that's sitting next to my top notch uh, big expensive cards that I. All right. Well, break. it looks like our first guest is on. We got to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, we're going to hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back after we hear these messages. The following announcement has been paid for by the Attitude Era. Monday, live Monday. This is the Icon. Listen to 89.1 Ken's FM Monday night from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Join me, Granny Holster, Matthias, and the Big Swing for the hottest interviews with interesting guests from film, literature, sports, and more. The Attitude Era, Monday, live, Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, the greatest man in the history of wrestling, the man that will tell you everything there is to know about the NWO. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you as he walks down the aisle and steps out of the green room. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Eric Bischoff. Holy smokes. You actually made me feel like I was walking down that aisle. I, I, I telepathically ended up in a small arena in South Alabama, and I was walking through the crowd, and I could actually smell the, the smell of stale beer and two-day-old popcorn as I walked through the crowd. Very good. Good job. As long as someone doesn't throw a uh, tobacco spit at you, right? Tobacco spit, roll of quarters, full beer, yeah, any number of things. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we have uh, Eric Bischoff, and you're listening to 83 Minutes with Eric Bischoff. I know that uh, you do 83 weeks and you've done 83 days. Welcome to 83 Minutes. How are you, Eric? Good to have you. It'll be the fastest 83 minutes of your life. <laughs> All right. Well, you're hopefully gonna go by damn. the time we're... You're going to go, damn, that felt like about a half hour. <laughs> And hopefully when we're done that you're still going to like me after this. I'll understand if you don't. I know our, our producer's kind of a pest. I do apologize for that off the bat. 
Yeah, you guys got some work to do. We'll talk about that offline. <laughs> All right, thank you. So anyway, Eric, we're going to have some fun with you. We're going to ask you some questions, and our goal is to ask you questions, uh, one, that you've probably never heard before, Two, you may have heard of but never have discussed at all, or maybe even come up with some theories that you've never heard of that you're like, yeah, I can see that. Why didn't I think of that? How's that sound, Eric? Uh, well, that sounds great. Let's, uh, let's let her rip. And uh, I might even have a uh, – we'll, we'll talk about a guy uh, – not too much, but there's a guy that you don't like. His, his initials are DM, and apparently uh, he might be writing about your appearance on the show, and I do have a little sample about what that writing might say, but we'll take care of that later. So first off, Eric, one thing I do want to ask you is, you know, you always talk about when you started, when you went up to see Ted Turner and he asked you, uh, Eric, uh, what's it going to do to compete with the WWE? Now, you did not go up there to talk about that one thing i've always want to know what did you actually go up there for yeah it's an interesting story um about that time in 1995 rupert murdoch was launching the fox news channel with the intention of competing with cnn because at that point in time cnn was the leader the world leader and in, in certainly in cable news and uh, and was eating up a big part of the news market, even taking the audience away from the networks. So you, you have to understand why this meeting was important, because I had a deal from a, you know, we, WCW also sold our show internationally. So we'd shoot all of our shows for, our, you know, because we had, oh, we had Nitro, we had WCW Saturday Night, we had a Sunday Night Main Event, we had WCW uh, Power Hour, we had... Uh, three or four others. We had six or seven different shows that we produced during the course of a week. And the, I'm trying to remember why I was telling you that now. Just, just keep in mind, I, I had all these television shows. Okay, I got it. All these television shows that we produced. One of the ways that WCW generated revenue was by selling those shows either individually or as a package around the world. Like we, we, we had WCW programming in the UK, for example, and we would get whatever we got per year for that. 500 grand, 300 grand, 2 million. It depended on the market. So international sales and distribution was a very big part of our business and a, and a lucrative one because there was no additional cost. We didn't have to reproduce those shows. We just stuck them in a box and shipped them. So it was all profit. So in about 1995, I started working on a deal with an international cable um, TV network called Sky TV. Sky, v Sky TV was distributing television, uh, English television, throughout China at that time. Rupert Murdoch owned Sky TV. So what I was trying to do is I had an offer from, from Sky TV in China for a million dollars a year for our content. That, that million dollars a year would have put us into profit because up until that really? minute, WCW had never been in profit. And then the revenue from that Chinese television deal through Sky TV would have, put, it would have been a million dollars. It wouldn't have cost us anything to get the million dollars. It would have all gone to the bottom line, and it would have been the very first time 
WCW had ever turned a profit since Ted Turner launched it. And I really, really wanted to be the guy to do it. So I put the deal together, the offer together, and I knew I couldn't just sign, I, I couldn't sign it on my own. I had to get Ted's approval to sign it because Ted and Rupert Murdoch were in a very um, public fight, much like Vince and I during the Monday Night Wars. You know, people within the media industry knew that these two were calling each other out and taking shots at each other. And, you know, Rupert Murdoch was like a sworn enemy to Ted Turner. Right about the time I want to do a deal with, with the Rupert Murdoch company. So I, I went to Harvey Schiller, my boss, and said, Harvey, here's the opportunity, but I need, I need Ted to sign off on this. And I asked Harvey if he would set up the meeting for me and Ted. And Harvey did. And that's when I went up there to talk about. It was an international television deal that I'd been working on for about six months. That's awesome. See, I never, I never heard, you know, I've always heard you talk about, you know, him telling, asking you about that, but no one ever, you know, I don't ever remember you explaining why um, you uh, went up there. Here's what we're going to do, Eric. Uh, I have Granny Hulkster here, and I have the Modern Nightmare uh, here. So what we're going to do, if you don't mind, Usually what I do is I ask a few questions, and I do a roundtable, and then we come back to me, and I ask a more uh, tough question. What I'm going to do, uh, don't hang up. I love you, Eric. I'm not going to be like uh, your uh, other co-host that likes to stir stuff up. I'm not like that. I'm a, I'm a nice guy, and I, I respect you, Eric, so I'm not going to do that, okay? Uh, okay. You, you, die, you protest too much, brother. You know what they say about that? Thou doth no. protest too much? Yes, it means you got something to hide. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, I probably do. <laughs> All right. Well, for, uh, I'm going to have Granny ask a question, then we'll have uh, Martin Imer, and then we'll come back to me. Granny, what do you got for our guest, Eric Bischoff? We're on 89.1 Kids FM. we got 58 minutes. Go ahead. Hello, Eric. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on our show tonight. Um, very much appreciated you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I remember getting to meet you in Springdale, Arkansas, at a book signing when you wrote your book, Controversy versus Cash. And you came to a Hastings Hastings bookstore uh, in Springdale, Arkansas, where me and my husband, David, and my son, Anthony, live. And uh, we actually had the opportunity to get to meet you. And that was a true honor to have gotten to meet you. And I'm still the big wrestling fan today as I was back then, too. I still don't like the bad guys. I still holler at the bad guys, and they holler at me. We make it all fun. So so my question to you is, um, what was some of your most interesting times when you were with WCW? Um, Was there anybody particular that you enjoyed working with more than others, or... You know, what was your favorite times or some of your favorite memories of WCW? Um, really, when I first got there, <clears throat> because, you know, when I worked for Vern, when I, when I left AEWA and, and, and went to WCW, you know, I've been working for Vern for a few years, and Vern was big. He was just running on fumes. You know, his... his, his <laughs> In retrospect, you know, looking back now, you know, the little production area that Vern had was so 
basic. You know, people could probably do things ten times better on their laptops now. Um, it, it was just so, it was basic, and, and there were not a lot of resources. And then I go to WCW, and you know, my office is in the CNN Center, the same right across the atrium from the CNN Center. You know, and it was just so big, and, and the production facility was so much more uh, advanced in so many ways, and, and there was so much more capability there. So I got to learn about a, bu- a bunch of new equipment that I'd never seen before. That that the early part of getting to WCW was 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 a really um, special time. You know, there's been so many great times and and, and some bad times, but you know, it's like you know, the human beings are wired in such a way is we 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 can't remember pain. We can remember the fact that we were in pain, but you can't refeel that pain. Once your brain won't allow you to to refeel it, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. And that's well, how I look at the bad times at WCW. I don't think about those. I only think about the good times. And there were a lot of good times. There really were. But I think the beginning when I first got there was special in a in, in a you know its own way. And that's awesome. Yeah, you, uh, we, my husband and my son and I, um, David is my husband and Anthony Watkins is my son, and we went to a Comic-Con over the weekend up in Rogers, Arkansas, and they had Hacksaw Jim Duggan and JBL there as part of the Comic-Con all weekend long, which was, I mean, of course, we're good friends with Hacksaw. We've seen him several times. We even got had the opportunity to get to have dinner with him one night at a pizza place after a wrestling show in Harrison, Arkansas that he was at. And, of course, JBL, uh, we got to meet him last year when we went to WrestleMania. That was our first WrestleMania last year when we went to Texas with our friend. We had a really good time, had a good time at WrestleCon. So it's just, like I said, it just I, – I was really excited when I found out you were going to be on the show because, like I said, I remember – Meet, you know, getting to meet you at that book signing, and it was just an amazing time, to, you know, to to be able to get to meet you. And you know, I just enjoyed reading that book so much. And I still, every once in a while, I'll pick it up and read it again, you know, just because I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed. Well, you know what? It, I've got so. I've got I've got a new book out now. You should read that book. You can get it on Kindle for nine ninety nine, or you can get it from Amazon. Um, but it's a it's it just came out in November, so it'll give you something. Yeah, I'm plan I'm 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 planning on I'm planning on getting a copy of that as well, sir. So, but like I said, once again, it's uh, and just so you know, just so you know, before Matthias comes on, you know, I I was very happy to hear that you took a golf club to Sylvester J. Fox. <laughs> Granny would have loved to been able to see that because Granny does not like Sylvester J. Fox. I do not get yeah, along with Sylvester J. Fox. So I, I, I'm guessing that maybe just you might have just done that just for me, you know, since I couldn't be in attendance at that show there that you were at. So I, I was really happy to hear when you took the golf club to Sylvester J. Fox. I really kind of had to sit and laugh about that. That was only the fourth uh, time in my life. I've, that was only the fourth time in my life I've ever swung a golf club, and I was glad I could do it for you. <laughs> well, thank you. 
That's awesome, Eric. Eric Bishop's our guest here. We've got 53 minutes here with Eric. Uh, before I do bring the modern uh, nightmare on, uh, Eric, there is one thing that uh, we do have for our listeners. I'd be willing to uh, pay you for them, of course. Uh, but, you know, I heard on your uh, – and we're going to have you pitch the book uh, at the end. But when you, – you know, you were talking about sometimes they, you, the publisher send you copies of the book and some come damaged – what I was willing to do is, would you be willing to autograph those? I'd be, I'd want to buy the damaged ones so I can give them as gifts to our listeners that are that call in and listen to the show. No, I, I don't keep them, so I don't. Right, as of right now, I don't even have a book in my house that I can read, so uh, I, I don't have any inventory here. And okay, couldn't, right. couldn't, couldn't so, make that work because I here. Here's the deal. I only uh, had a limited number of books shipped to me because they all had to be autographed. Because the people that autographed during the pre or excuse me, the pre- people that ordered the book during the pre-sale period got autographs copy, autographed copies. But once pre-sale was over, we're not sending out autographed copies yet anymore. So that's why I don't have any here. I don't do the shipping. The books come right from Amazon to the customer. Well, let me ask you this then. Would I be able to buy some copies, send them to you, and have you autograph them? Uh, yes, you could do that. Perfect. All right. So Eric Bishop is our guest here. We've got uh, 51 minutes here with Eric. Uh, we're going to uh, have the Modern Nightmare ask you a few questions. Now, uh, you guys have been in the ring together. That was when you guys were here for Below Zero. Uh, that's when you got that cool gift from uh, the Icon, that nice little CD. I hope you, had a, you enjoyed that. I hope you listened to that. Uh, but we're going to bring yes, the Modern Nightmare on. And uh, now he's going to be nice, or else I will cut his mic off. But uh, go ahead, Nightmare. What do you got? Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, the current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, my God, who the hell cares? Or as you would refer to me as the cyst you had removed from your rear end, Matthias. Welcome on to my program, Easy E. <laughs> yeah, Granny, you decided to spoil the little event where Mr. Eric Bischoff decided to take a golf club to my managerial extraordinaire and my good friend, the system, causing me to lose to the mean Marine Mason Mayhem in a match that Mr. Bischoff made himself the boot camp brawl. Now, how could I spoil that? I wasn't even there. I couldn't spoil it. I wasn't even there. You spoiled the fact I was going to mention that he hit my manager at the golf club, but you had to mention it before. But, you know, I'll hold back on that. You guys remember, this is Eric's time. So let's move on. I know this is Eric's time. So I guess I will move past. Oh, my God. God, Are you ever going to shut the hell up? Oh, never. Right. Now, do you guys pay hey, for remember, PG language. PG language, Eric. Thanks. <laughs> that is one thing Matthias knows how to do, Mr. Bischoff, and that will talk your ear off until you lay down for the three count. But I guess my main question to you, since I have to be ever so polite uh, due to the icon making that absolutely certain before the show began, I was watching a a little documentary called Dark Side of the Ring, and it just so happened to be on the Montreal Screwjob. And before Mr. 
Brett the Hitman Hart came to WCW right after the screw job happened. Now, I have to ask, because as we all know, his first day in the company, he was a referee, and then he would too soon leave the WCW. What was your main, well, first off, what was your initial reaction when you got Mr. Hart to sign with you guys? And then what was your initial plan to go with Mr. Hart? Were you aiming to put him in the big leagues right away? Or what was your initial plans for Brett the Hitman Hart once he came into the WCW? They must be paying you by the word. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> so, look, I, I, um, what was the initial plan? Um, initial plan was for the NWO to control Monday Nitro and for WCW to control Thunder. But in order to do that, I had to split the top guys in my roster had to balance them, much like Raw and SmackDown has to do today. And I didn't have enough talent at the very top, talking about the top three or four or five guys. I didn't have enough talent that we hadn't already seen a lot of that I could split them between two shows. I had to bring in somebody new in, in order to head up the WCW brand and round out the, the top of the roster. That's what I bought, brought in for. Um, in terms of a plan, you know, I think there were, there were multiple plans initially because there was big opportunities. There was obviously, you know, depending on how everything went, a Hulk Hogan Bret Hart match, possibly, if everything went well. There was certainly, you know, a, 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 a Bret Hart Roddy Piper feud. There was a Bret Hart Ric Flair feud. There was a Bret Hart Goldberg feud. There were a lot of feuds that we could done we could have done at the very top. But the reason I brought Bret in was to basically be one of the top three guys on the WCW band on Thunder. That's awesome. Uh, Eric Bischoff, so I guess you're on 89.1 Ken's FM and we got uh, 46 minutes here with Eric. Now uh, Eric, I'm going to ask you a few uh, cool questions here you've probably heard them maybe you haven't but one thing you know everybody how many times have you been asked and i'm sure you're you're tired of being asked this how many times have you been asked what killed wcw how are you tired of hearing that and being asked that um you know the question comes sometimes though in different forms i mean we can be dis- you know in, a lot of discussion even on my podcast 83 weeks is about the business of the wrestling business. And we often talk about the circumstances of WCW uh, being eventually sold off at bargain basement prices. And that's part of, you know, what happened to WCW. I don't get the, you know, the, the wrestling fan, you know, hey, what's it, what really happened? What's the real reason? I don't get that very often. You know, people that listen to my podcast have listened to me break that down in great detail more than once, and in addition to a lot of different interviews that I've done over the years. So it's, I, I don't think too many people don't know my point of view on that. But sometimes people ask questions just to ask a question. What they're really asking for is, hey, would you please have a conversation with me? And they can't think of anything you know, interesting enough off the top of their head, so it's easy to ask a question like that. And, and I understand that. I don't hold it against people when they do it. I, don't, I, I try my best you know, to have a different conversation with them, lighthearted, kidding around, joking, or um, whatever. Um, So it's no big deal, man. It doesn't bother me. 
Well, well, here's one theory uh, on my, here's my theory um, on what ended the Monday Night Wars and what killed WCW. September 10th, 1999. That's what killed WCW. That was the end of the Monday Night Wars. Let's talk about that. September 10th, 1999. Let, uh, let's go back in time, and I'm going to ask you some uh, some tougher questions. But September 10th, 1999. We asked your wife about it when she was on here, what she was doing that day, and I know you've talked about it in detail a little bit, but we wanted to go a little more in the weeds. Tell us exactly September 10th, 1999. What happened? <laughs> That was so radio-like. Um, what happened? Um, I, I got called up to Harvey Schiller's office. Harvey Schiller sat me down and said, Eric, you need to go home. You're done. And I was confused. I didn't know what he meant by that. You know, I, It was 9 o'clock or 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. And I had just got to the office You know, a little earlier than that. So I was a little bit confused, and it kind of set in. And... After, you know, Harvey and I chatted a little bit, Harvey actually assured me because it's, it's temporary, but you need some time away. You, you, you need to uh, decompress. Just go home. Just go home. And then it sunk in, you know, and I thought about it on the way back home. I lived about 20 minutes or so, half hour from the office, and thought about it. By the time I got home, you know, I was no longer shocked because uh, I was shocked. Um, I won't say I was already I was already feeling good about it, but I wasn't feeling bad either. I wasn't upset, and part of it was because I had two and a half years left on my contract. I mean, it's not like I got fired and I had to go look for a new job. I was going to be making uh, high six figures for the next two and a half years, whether I left my house or not. So but you didn't want to be sitting at home just doing nothing, right, Eric? No, that's not me. But but what I'm trying to point out is. I, I didn't react to that news the way most people would think that I would because typically when you let go, your income goes, and mine didn't because of the contract. So my reaction to that news is probably different than most people would expect, and that's why. But I got home, I sat down, I told my wife, and she said, well, what are you going to do? And I said, hmm, well, I've got my own plane. I've flown it to Wyoming from Atlanta before. I enjoy it. I think I'm going to pack my stuff, and I'm going to go fishing in Wyoming. And about an hour and a half later, I was wheels up on my way to Cody in my plane. And, uh, you know, my wife and I, when uh, we retire, we want to move to Cody, Wyoming. And uh, hopefully, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you'll still be living there when we, uh, when we move out there, and hopefully we can. Uh, How old do you think I am? How old do you think I am? Well, I know that your birthday is May twenty seventh. I won't give the uh, I won't give yeah, the age, but, but, but uh, May twenty seventh. I'm sixty seven years old, and you think if I'm still alive? No, no. If you're still living in Wyoming, is what I said. That's the same thing. If I'm alive, I'm living. You said if okay. you're still if you're still living. You, <laughs> that's awesome. Now, I'm so, going to be around for a while. I suppose now when I move there, you're probably going to want to burn my house down or say, don't let this guy into Wyoming. No, 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 no. I'm just having fun with you, man. If I sat here okay. and tried to be serious about this stuff, I'd have been gone 20 minutes ago. Oh, well, that makes me feel confident. Uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, 
there's there's one other uh, comment I'm going to make, and then I'm going to ask you some questions about some dream matches and some three uh, tables and whatnot. You know, on your podcast, you have in the background behind you a, uh, I believe it's a light fixture of the Wyoming Cowboys, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yes, it's the it's Cowboy Joe, and that's also on the license plate here in Wyoming. It's on everything in Wyoming. You can't. University of Wyoming, yeah, Wyoming Cowboys use the same thing. But that image is on just about everything that doesn't walk in Wyoming. And I was, I was wondering to know if you knew this or not, but uh, the head coach of the Wyoming Cowboys used to coach here at North Dakota State, Craig Bowl. I did not know that. And uh, I used to work with his wife, Mrs. Craig Bowl, uh, Leah, when she worked in radio here. It's a small world, isn't it, brother? Yeah, so we sent uh, we sent Craig Bull out to help improve your team. So anyway, now I'm going to kind of go into the weeds here a little bit. Um, first thing I want to ask you, um, you know, you've you've done uh, tables for three, you know, and uh, you you have taken some lumps in those, which is not right. But I'm going to ask you uh, different tables of three scenarios. I want to ask you which one that you would never do, which one you'd be lukewarm about, and which one you'd absolutely do. Fire away. Okay, uh, first one, uh, you, Brian Alvarez, and David Mel- Dave Meltzer. No, no, that'd be stupid. Neither, uh, one of you, them have any, Jim- neither one of them have any credibility. Why would I want to be the only a WWE Hall of Famer, 30 years in the industry, the guy that turned WCW into a profit center for the first time in Ted Turner's history. I defeated WWE at their own game for over 100 weeks, beat them 83 weeks of those straight. Why in the world would I sit down with two idiots like that with no credibility? All right. Now, as you can see, I am a big fan of 83 weeks. I listen to it every week. Uh, I believe you you guys are on episode number 253, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Derek? Wow. See, I wouldn't have known that. If you would have asked me, what episode are you on right now? I would have said, hell if I know. So and yep, right now right. you can tell everybody right now you can tell everybody that you're on episode number 300 of Attitude Era Live. We appreciate you being here. Uh, wow, next one, Jim Cornette, you, Jim Cornette, and Vince Russo. I would sit down with Cornette, and I have in the past um, easily because I find him really interesting. Um, not, um, I don't know. <sighs> It depends okay. what I, 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 don't, I was in. I don't want to bring so, up bad memories. No, no, no. Sometimes I'm in a, a mood where I'm going, eh, whatever. He is what he is. I'll, you know, whatever. I'll sit down and do something. And then other times I think about some of the stuff that he's done. And he's, he's a, Russo is a very untrustworthy person. He's just not somebody that I, I, I would ever trust. So it's hard for me to sit down and have a conversation with somebody that I know I can't trust. You know what I mean? It's just... It's not uncomfortable. It's just not something I would choose to do. Uh, we're on 80, uh, you're listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. We have Eric Bischoff. We have 37 minutes here with Eric. Uh, how about this one, Eric? You, Bill Bush, and Vicki Miller. Yeah, I do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> As you can see, I am a fan. Um, now, 
that was uh, the table for three questions I have. I was going to ask you if you do one with uh, uh, me and Matthias, but uh, you'll probably never return my phone calls again, which I understand. But uh, now I want to ask you about some dream matches. Uh, when WCW was bought by uh, the WWE, which has been a travesty in wrestling, in all our opinions, because there's no competition, there's nothing really to uh, for a wrestler to go to, so it's kind of it was kind of a bad deal. But I want to ask you about some dream matches, ask you why you don't think we uh, ever saw them. First one, Undertaker right. versus Goldberg. Oh, timing, uh, timing, and in Bill's case, you know, I know he wouldn't like to hear this, but I think he also knows it's true. Bill never developed a move set or the ability to have different styles of matches and to work with different style wrestlers that work in a certain way Th- that comes with a lot of experience you know undertaker's been doing it for what 30 years you know close to it you know steve austin had been in the business for 10 or 12 years before he became stone cold steve austin you know, you look at the guys who are at the very top of the business, and there's very few exceptions to this rule, and we'll talk about them, because one of them is Bill Goldberg. But there's very few people that are at the very top of that, any roster, that has been in the business for less than 15 years. And Bill became a superstar within two. And he became a superstar in such a short period of time because he was only capable uh, because he was new to the business. It wasn't because he wasn't, didn't have the ability. It's just he got into the business a little bit late. He only had a, you know, a brief period of time in training before he became a star. And as a star, what did he do? He was 163-0, and 0, and he did it usually in under five minutes. So as a result, he didn't develop a, a, enough of a repertoire. He didn't have a big enough toolbox to be able to wrestle a Stone Cold Steve Austin or an Undertaker or, well, he probably could have worked with Steve, but certain guys work a certain style. Now, working with a guy like Undertaker, he's a big man. He's going to work like a big man. Bill had never worked with a, and if he did work with a big man, he beat them. He outpowered them. Now he's got to work with a guy that he can't, isn't going to sell right away for him because he's got, Undertaker has a character he's got to protect. So Bill's got to learn to work within a framework of a much more complicated, larger-than-life character. And he never had to learn that skill in such a brief period of time. That's why that would never happen. Next one, Sting Undertaker. That's one that should have happened. You know, and that's timing. You know, when, when probably that, was, that possibility was at its <clears throat> apex, um, uh, you know, Undertaker was busy doing Undertaker things in WWE, and his contract wouldn't have allowed it. When Sting was at the top of his game, yeah, it would have been a fantasy dream match, but there was never an opportunity for that to happen until very late in Undertaker's and Sting's career. And I think the decision was made early on that, you know, as much as that fantasy booking that fans have been doing for so many years of a Sting and Undertaker Undertaker match, the fact is, by the time the opportunity really availed itself, when Sting came over to WWE, WWE didn't want to burn up 
any potential matches with Undertaker and Sting. Uh, here's, here's a good one for you, and then I'll let, you can tell me who would win. Uh, Eric Bischoff versus Vince McMahon. Oh, you know, those are silly questions, and it's hard. <laughs> Look, let me put it to you this way. I, when, I, you when, did I challenge challenged Vince, when I did challenge him, I didn't care. I, I, go, I went into it knowing that there was a chance that he could have showed up, and he almost did. But I, and I knew that he might. I didn't care. That I, if I would have won, I would have won. If I would have lost, I still would have won anyway. Because I would have had Vince McMahon on my pay-per-view for free. <laughs> and I was a heel, no. and heels lose. So I didn't care. And I've, I've had my butt kicked for free um, many times throughout my life. So getting my butt kicked and getting paid for it was no big deal. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, I wanted him to show up. I, I actually bought that pay-per-view because I, I thought he was going to show up, but the reason why he didn't, I don't know if he knew this or not, because uh, Stephanie McMahon graduated that weekend, so that's why he didn't show up. I don't know if he knew that or not. But another yeah, I, that, thing that, is, that, was, that, that was the excuse. That was the okay. excuse. I don't All think right. that's it. And the other but, thing, you know, we'll that, I don't know, know if you realize. Well, the other thing I don't know if you realize, that once you challenged him and you had the match and you did the count out and you did the celebration and everything, that is when Vince McMahon started turning. Uh, he'd already started turning into Vince McMahon, but that's when he actually started getting into the ring and slapping Stone Cold Steve Austin. To, and he started coming to the ring without a shirt, not showing how buffy he was. After you you did that challenge and he didn't show up, he started doing that. Did you get that connection? No, I never. Th- I never. I never realized that. So that's interesting. All right. Well, and then my uh, my uh, next one is, and then I'm going to ask you about uh, something that happened to me that uh, happened to you, um, and I'm going to ask you about that. But first off, uh, and I don't want to, uh, if these guys want to ask other questions, we can do that. But now I'm going to ask you about some moves that you've taken personally, and you can tell me in the category uh, it was uh, the most dangerous, the most painful, or the most fun to take. Uh, the first one, the RKO. Um, that was easy. You know, it's it's you know it's a version of the diamond cutter, and I I've, I've taken plenty of those. I took Sting's you know diamond death drop. So moves like that were, you know, especially with guys like Randy and Sting, they do all the work. I they protect you. It, it's it it's that's you know. That's why it's so much fun with working guys working with guys like Beth because they can make something, you know, look so devastating, but they they totally protect their opponent. So the the stunner would be in that category as well. Yeah, I love you. The stunner was fun because here's the best part of the stunner, you know, getting you know you, you get kicked in the stomach, right? Well, the reason Steve kicks you in the stomach is so you lean forward, so it's easy for him to reach up and grab your neck. If he were standing up straight, he couldn't do it. So he kicks you in the stomach. That's your, you know, that you and you sell that by bending over and selling, you know, your stomach because he just got you just got kicked, and that enables him to, you know, turn around, sit down, reach up, grab your head, and, you know, he hits the ring at the same time you, you know, your your chin hits his shoulder, and the fun part of that bump is timing it so that I you can launch with your legs 
and really throw yourself backwards or up in the air and backwards. And getting that timing, is that's the fun part. And it's also the worst part, as you saw with Vince McMahon, when he took that center at WrestleMania from Steve Austin. <laughs> that's what it looks like when you miss that. That's what it looks like when the timing is off. But when the timing is perfect, and I never did a perfect one, but I've seen other people do it. When the timing is perfect, it's just fun as hell. And uh, lastly, the power bomb from Kevin Nash. That was exhilarating. That was fun. It was scary, though. I'd give the, that was scary, to, to, to be honest. Um, now, the truth is, I should have been scared, but I wasn't. That's the honest truth. I should have been very scared because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, but again, Kevin, especially someone is, you know, at that time I weighed about 190 pounds. You know, Kevin's seven, almost seven foot tall, 350, strong as a horse. So he was able to pick me up and pretty much do whatever he wanted me to do. All I had to remember was to tuck my chin and not try to catch myself on the floor. Just roll, you know, roll your shoulders, tuck your chin, and you know, do a backdrop, basically. And I, although I didn't know how to do a backdrop at the time. But it's a pretty simple move to be on the receiving end of, if you can just remember to do those two things. But yeah. I should have been a lot right. more scared of that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it was pretty devastating. I, was actually, I actually felt bad for you uh, before you uh, turned, into the, turned to the NWO. You know, uh, I actually... Um, Real quick here, I'll, I'll, and I'll do one date I'm going to ask you about, and then we'll let these guys ask some more questions. We're on 89.1 Ken's FM here. we got uh, Eric Bischoff, the living legend, the man, the myth, the legend, the, the creator of the NWO, the reason why WCW Monday Nitro thrived for as long as it did, 83 weeks, as a matter of fact. Uh, now, I'm going to ask you about a few dates, and then uh, we'll uh, have these guys ask some questions. Uh, are you familiar with the date? And I was kind of hoping that after I give this date, maybe we'll do a watch-along with Conrad. Maybe you can invite me. I'll understand if you don't. But April 26, 1999, does that date ring a bell to you? No. That is when WCW hailed live from the Fargo Dome here in Fargo, North Dakota. That's the first time and only time the WCW Heavyweight Championship changed hands three times in one night. It was right here in Fargo, North Dakota. Boy, that was overkill, wasn't it? Three times in one night? Holy smokes. Yeah, I believe it went from Diamond Dallas Page to uh, Kevin Nash back to Diamond Dallas Page, if I recall. Um, I'd have to check the notes on that. But one thing I do want to uh, mention to you, Eric, is because of WCW, the uh, WWF at the time never came to Fargo, ever. You helped bring... WCW here to Fargo, you brought us two Thunders and a Nitro. And everybody in Fargo, North Dakota here loves you for that. You brought wrestling here when the WWE would not. I didn't realize that. You know, Fargo's a great market. And it's certainly grown a lot. You know, I was up to see you guys. And I drive through Fargo probably five or six times a year. You know, my, my wife has a lot of family in Minneapolis, and my brother and sister live in Minneapolis. And we, we drive back and forth through uh, South Dakota probably six, seven times a year. And over the years, I've watched Fargo grow. And it's, 
It's it's really it's grown a lot, and it, it's a nice big, you know, town now. And I mean, big enough. I don't like big big cities, but you know, you've got a lot there. You know, you've got great restaurants, you've got great shopping, you've, you've just got a lot of great things there uh, in in Fargo. It's a nice town. Can I give you an open invitation, Eric? Uh, sure. The next time you're through Fargo, I understand if you turn me down, but the next time you're through Fargo uh, with you and your wife, I would like to take you to the restaurant here in Fargo that's got the best sushi ever. Oh, wow. What's the name I, of it? I can't name it on the air, but I will, uh, uh, I will take you and your wife. I will pay to take you guys out to lunch uh, at this location. Yeah, no, I'll, we'll take you up on that because, uh, you know, that's one of the things. I, you know, I stay in Dickinson, North, and a lot of times we drive through, um, yeah, we're there on the other side. We'll drive through Dickinson. You know, like when I, leave, when I leave Cody, if I can get to Dickinson, it's halfway to Minneapolis. And the reason I picked Dickinson is because there's a really cool little sushi bar right across from the hotel that we stay at. So if there's one in Fargo, man, I need to know that. I'll take you up on that, brother. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, next time you're in Fargo, uh, I'm going to have you listen to one of our sponsor ads here, and uh, it'll be um, um, uh, a good place that you can stay. I'm going to play this commercial, and then we'll be back after you hear it. One second. Okay, Eric? Sure. All right, stick with us. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay, pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which brings Pizza of Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. What do you think, Eric? Would you stay there? I was just writing down that address. <laughs> sure. Awesome. And uh, I know the uh, I know the general manager there uh, real well, so we'll see if we can get you a good deal there. And uh, so, Eric, uh, you know we 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 have uh, we have 22 minutes here with you. I wish it were 22 more years, uh, but you know you are awesome. And uh, uh, you know. You know, when I talked to you earlier today, I know I was drooling all over myself, and I know this sounds really pathetic on the air, but I just can't, I just can't let you know how honored I am uh, to be, uh, hopefully, be uh, considered a friend of yours because you are just an awesome guy. Well, I appreciate that, and I enjoyed, you know, the time I spent with you and, and Fargo, and I like to joke around when I do these shows with people because it's a lot more fun for the listeners. But no, you guys are great guys, and. Uh, I'm sure we're going to cross paths again. So thank you for saying all those nice things. Oh, I can't wait for that. Uh, well, uh, we're, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, so <clears throat> the other uh, question I was going to ask you, Eric, is um, when you uh, when you went uh, back to the WWE, I believe it was uh, what was it, 2000? Um, uh, you were there for like 83 days or whatever they said that you were there. No, I was there for four months in 2019. Why do you uh, are you willing to ask, ask the question? Why do you think that didn't work out? Uh, well, here before sure. you ask that, I uh, before you answer that, I got to play a quick little legal thing, and then we'll be right back after this. All right. 
listening to 89.1 Ken's FM, KNNZ-FM, Holly, Fargo-Moorhead. Independent public radio for Fargo-Moorhead and the Valley. Also on the web at www.kensfm.com. All right, go ahead, Eric. I'll let you explain that, and then we'll have these guys do some more questions for you. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it did work out because, you know, I think, I don't know, chemistry. You know, Vince has his own way of doing things, and he's very um, particular about it. And I don't necessarily think that my way of doing things or just the way, I, you know, I'm at my best, you know, creatively. It's hard to be at your best creatively if you're in an environment that is not a creative environment, at least for someone like me. I mean, I got to riff ideas. I got to feel comfortable throwing out, you know, what the hell ideas and some of them are going to be good, some of them are going to be bad, but, you know, Vince has his own process, and my process was much different than his, and I don't think I adapted. Is the, at the end of the day, I didn't live up to his expectations. Why didn't I live up to his expectations? Because I either didn't adapt and, 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 and succeed by living up to his expectations, um, or it was just a chemistry thing. I don't know. But it was on me. It was... Up to, you know, like, all, all, all he can do is give me an opportunity. From there, it's all up to me, and it didn't work out. You know, and before we let these guys uh, answer, uh, ask some more questions, uh, you know, like I say, I'm a big fan of your, your show. I listen to it every week religiously. Sometimes uh, I even listen to the same episodes. My favorite episodes are when you talked about you and Ric Flair, uh, when you talked about the creating uh, the NWO, when you talked about uh, when Roddy Piper exposed you uh, being in the NWO. Uh, the only episode, and I know you don't care, but the only episodes I really don't like is when you talk about uh, TNA. Uh, I never watched that, and uh, – Actually, the only reason why I tuned in was because you were on it, but I just don't like, you know, those episodes. I know you, you don't care, but I just had to um, say that. Now, uh, uh, is, what, okay, go ahead. Well, okay, now when you guys are um, when you guys are doing the show, uh, you always get uh, uh, Conrad likes to read uh, updates from uh, the DM uh, Observer, and uh, you know he has a particular way of writing right so i kind of duplicated his writing listening to you guys' show uh all the time uh and i'm going to read what i would think that he would write about your appearance if you uh if you'd indulge me that all right let me let me make sure i'm strapped into my chair so i don't get vertigo and fall on my face okay all right here we go ready uh eric bishop appeared as a guest on Attitude Era Live Monday, live on 89.1 Kent FM, giving the show its highest ratings to date since September 12, 2022, the episode featuring Mrs. V. Lori Bischoff. Bischoff's, Bischoff's appearance shows that he's still a top draw in wrestling, and he's a big pop anywhere he goes. The show featured the icon as the host who continues to forget dates of major events and still trouble pronouncing former guest names, as with his sidekick, Granny Hulkster, who is the show's historian, while waiting in the kitchen for a batch of sugar cookies to finish baking, and Matthias, who's whose ego is bigger than the Pacific Ocean, who's always bragging about being a member of Slides Guys. Of course, this refers to Sylvester J. Fox, who is a legend in his own mouth. Big Swing still missing in action over the last several weeks, who only likes to play, pop in and play sounders when his co-hosts say something he doesn't agree with or just as a cheap pop. Three and a quarter stars would have been a five-star show if it would have been broadcasting via satellite from Japan. And, and, I, and if you would have wrote all that, you wouldn't have used a comma, 
right? I mean, no punctuation. That's Dave Belzer. All those words and no punctuation. Right. The only thing. So does that look? The only thing. The only thing that I think you didn't do well there is if it was if Dave Meltzer was writing about me, it wouldn't have put me over, right? He would have had to find a way to, to, uh, put a negative spin on it because that's what Dave does. All right. And uh, so, hey, Granny, uh, as long as we're uh, still here with uh, Mr. Bischoff, we got uh, 16 minutes. Do you have uh, uh, any other questions for Eric? Well, I think everything was covered quite well. I mean, I've just really thoroughly enjoyed having him on the show and listening to his stories and just listening to everything tonight. I mean, it's just been a, a great evening and a great opportunity, and I would love at some point in time to hopefully get to see him again <laughs> at some point in time. I don't know if that'll ever happen or not, but I, if I had the opportunity to get to see Eric Bischoff again, I would thoroughly enjoy doing that. So. All right. And well, that's then, very uh, kind of you. Thank you. Hopefully, hopefully that happens. And then uh, one other uh, date I want to ask you about. Uh, I'm sure you're well aware of this. September 4th, 1995. Oh, yeah, that was Nitro. Right. Now, that came, I was there. Uh, that was the first episode in uh, uh, the Mall of America. I was there. And I don't know if you were aware, but do you remember meeting a uh, um, kind of like a smarmy kid outside of Postomania? Do you remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. That kid was me. Wow. I know That's who fun. you were. And do you, do you remember what I asked you? No, I don't even remember you. I told you that. All right. Well, I asked you, Eric, what would you say to a guy that wants to succeed in life? And you said, remember what you said? You said, don't ever let anybody tell you you can't do it. And I've lived with that advice yeah. ever since that. Yes, you told me that. Wow. As a matter of fact, you, I, I can't believe you don't remember that. Well, I'm sorry, man. I'm old. All right, I well, that's okay. I, 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 still, I still love you anyway. Uh, Eric Bischoff, so I guess we're on 89.1 Kent FM. So, uh, Matthias, you have any other questions for Mr. Bischoff? Be nice. Well, I guess since I have to be ever so kind to our beloved guest that has been able to... No, you can say whatever. Hey, brother, hey, 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 don't kid gloves me, man. You, you got something you want to say? Saddle up your horse. Let's hear it. PG language, boys. All right, Mr. Bischoff. Well, it is just so happens that me and my managerial extraordinaire, Sylvester J. Fox, have been in cahoots ever since uh, you made your appearance in Below Zero Wrestling. You stepped onto our turf, and now you come onto my show and take the main stage. Your show? Your show? Hey, this is my segment. This is my segment. Now it's my turn. Since you came onto my turf in the ring and ran your mouth, I must say a little bit better than Sylvester J. Fox could have. You got him a little flustered, calling my little friend Trish Stratus. I don't know if you remember that at all. But we have been talking, and uh, we would like to welcome you back to Below Zero Wrestling at our upcoming show here as soon as possible. And we would like to do a little tag match since... You showed you could do some things with a golf club and hit us in the gut and, you know, 
make me lose to your little protege that night, uh, Mason Mayhem. Me and Sylvester J. Fox would like to lay out this open challenge. And Granny Hulkster, we got tickets for you, too, if you want to show up. We're going to lay out the challenge for Mr. Bischoff to put on the Kung Fu robe again to team up with the mean man in green, Mason Mayhem, to take on Sylvester J. Fox in his beautiful suit and golf club and Matthias, or as you would like to refer to me, the cyst that came off your rear end. Hmm. You know, I swear I'd never do that again because at this stage of my life, I don't really feel the need to prove myself physically, particularly here in your case. Um, geez, I don't know. I'm going to give that some thought. I'll tell this you what, Eric, if it'll sweet the pot, I'll be in your corner. Yeah, that I know you don't do need help, thing. but I'll be in your corner. That doesn't do a thing for me, brother. No, okay. Well, maybe right. he need maybe he needs Granny in his corner. <laughs> See, now you're talking. Now we're talking. All right, well, I'm just different. gonna say it's just it's just two old folks missing their curfew at the nursing home. I mean, if you want to borrow her cane to walk up the steps to get in the ring before she misses her curfew, you'll have to give it back so she could go back to the home and she could get ready for her nap time because of course if it takes you too long to get into the ring we're going to have to shut the show down early and we won't get our opportunity but we would like to roll out the red carpet for Mr. NWO we would like to roll out the carpet to Mr. Eric Bischoff because we were backstage and we heard that you enjoyed yourself at Below Zero Wrestling and enjoyed using that golf club so we would like to honorably challenge you Mr. Bischoff to a tag team match whenever you can get yourself back to Fargo. All right. Have my people call your people or your people call my people. Just have some people talk. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, and, Eric, just so we're on the same page, I had nothing to do with that, but uh, I am going to still take you out to a sushi dinner. The next time you guys are through Fargo, uh, whether it be for five minutes, five hours, five days, or whatever it is, uh, you have my number. Uh, your wife has my number. Uh, and I, I do, I am serious. I do want to take you out for the best sushi there is. All right, guys, I got to run. Speaking of dinner, I have one waiting for me. I'm an hour behind you guys, time zone wise. So I'd like to get this down before I go to bed. All no right. Travel. Well, uh, you did one hell of a job. And the only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? All right, Eric, you have been an awesome guy. I appreciate it, and uh, I'll be in contact with you. You are such a wonderful individual, a great human being, and a humanitarian, and I appreciate everything that you do, sir. Thank you for being a friend, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you, you are Eric. Much appreciated. Right. We love you, sir. Thank you. I love you guys, too. You guys be safe, all right? See ya. All right. Eric Bischoff, ladies and gentlemen, that was awesome. Uh, well, there's nah, I, I say kind of different you know him and i never see it eye to eye first off he took my first name uh my name is also eric but he decided to take it and he spelt it wrong with a c mind you and uh well i didn't really want to include the part where he got trashed by vince mcmahon so i decided not to include that in my little part of the program but uh, i'm looking forward to uh getting my hands on that white-haired old man uh, as soon as possible so whenever you take him to that sushi restaurant just give me a heads up would you Will do. Hey, uh, we got to take a quick little commercial break, 
And uh, our next guest should be calling in. If not, we'll uh, do a little discussion until uh, our next guest shows up. So uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back after we hear the messages from one of the coolest commercials we have on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website, www.kensfm.com, and under the More Merch tab, you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supply lasts. We have these in limited quantity, so order now at www.kensfm.com. All right, and we are back. Uh, now, let's uh, kind of catch things up here a little bit uh, while we're waiting for our next guest. Now, you do have... Um, you do have uh, some uh, big bookings coming up, don't you? Well, as a matter of fact, yes. That I had mentioned before the beginning of the show, I have actually increased uh, substantially in popularity, uh, not only thanks to this show, but the uh, myself pushing myself out there. Uh, as of this moment, uh, every weekend for me so far in uh, January has been booked, as well as February is a little dead for me right now. I'm always looking for more booking. So if anybody in February wants to book Matthias, you're always welcome to book me there. March is all filled up. April's all filled up. This is the most bookings I've had in my whole 10-year career. This has been the busiest single year I've had so far, such as next weekend, or actually, no, this weekend, I'm heading to my first ever show of No Regrets Wrestling, where I'm in the tournament for their uh, 24-7 championship. I'm going to be competing against a local competitor who is one of their tag team champions, so that will be an easy victory there. Then January 27th, I will possibly be featured at Midwest All-Star Wrestling, um, maybe helping out the system in its uh, steel cage match against Rampage Santana. We'll see how that goes. Then January 28th, I have my big world heavyweight title defense against Bullet Bronson in a no-holds-barred mask versus title match. So not only will I be retaining my belt, but I will be spilling Bullet's blood and revealing his face to the entire world when I'm done. Then February 5th, we'll be back here in Fargo at the Sanctuary Event Center for Below Zero. Well, I, the Salize guys, me, Sylvester J. Fox, the system, and Big Mac, will be taking on one half of the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, his son, Carrie, and then uh, DeLorean Diggs and downtown Petey Brown in eight-man tag team action. Then March 11th, the week after, I'll be also going back to Wisconsin for No Regrets, where I'll be facing one of their other champions in a no, or not no holds barred, excuse me, a Falls Count Anywhere match. And then up until a couple weeks later in March, I'll be going back to defend my title at APW. Then April 8th, as I just mentioned, I come before the show, I was in the Royal Purge match uh, for EWI, Elite Wrestling Initiative, a couple weeks back where I crushed uh, 11 other competitors with bricks and plates, spilled my own blood, rolled through glass and thumbtacks and all that beautiful stuff where I claimed the number one contendership for the EWI Epic Championship, where I will be facing Nick the Natural Nelson, April 8th in Dickinson, North Dakota. And then April 15th, I will be making my debut for Phoenix Pro Wrestling. And then the bookings go on and on and on. No regrets the 22nd, APW the 28th, 
and then it just keeps going on and on and on throughout the year. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I we don't want to talk about, uh, we don't want to brag here too much, but you know, we uh, we like to uh, we like to have fun on the show, and you can uh, admit this or not, but would you say though that uh, since you've been on the show, you've got more bookings or not? Well, as I said, as, as I said right before I started talking about myself, yes, thanks to the show, I have had uh, a couple of opportunities to talk to fellow bookers. Uh, not or not even uh, I talked to a booker in Florida. I talked to Jay Eagle in South Carolina. I talked to the one in Florida a couple weeks ago. So I'm an extreme. I got to talk to a couple Tennessee promoters. So overall, it's been a, it's been a great experience being on the show, talking to other promoters, just improving myself and getting to break myself up because of course I am one of the best wrestlers North Dakota has to offer, as proven at BZW and. Uh, All Out Pro and EWI and stuff, I've made a name for myself. So being able to talk to fellow promoters and get my name out there is always uh, is always a bonus, especially on this weekly radio show. You know, and what else is interesting is uh, you and I, in this movie that we're going to be involved in, I plan on uh, facilitating some of the funds that we earn to this station. I am going to say that now. And we're the show is going to promote that movie. I know fans may get tired of us talking about this, but when you think about it, it is a big opportunity to be part of a motion picture, whether it be an independent film, a small screen production, or a big screen production. It doesn't matter. You've still been asked, you and I have still been asked to be part of this. Well, yes, as I've already stated many times before on previous shows, whenever life presents an opportunity for you, you have to take it. That's what I always say. That's what I always live by. I, I live by the thing you can't trust everyone or anyone, for that matter, 100% as uh, previous life experiences. But when life presents you an opportunity, you always take it, such as with a wrestling match. No matter what it is, no matter who I'm facing, no matter what kind of stipulations it is, I always, I never back down from a fight. So, if, like I said, I had to face Bullet Bronson to defend my heavyweight title in a no-holds-barred match. Well, you know what? I'll take it. If I got to face, if I had to face Trish Stratus in a fulfill your fantasy steel cage barbed wire match, you bet I'm going to take that opportunity. Or if I had to face you, the icon, in a steel cage match with Sylvester J. Fox by my side and Granny Hulkster on your side, you know I'll take that. Uh, I'll do whatever life throws my way. And if I got and again, like I said, getting an opportunity to work in a movie where, you know, you get to be an actor and, and that kind of thing. And it's my first ever film that I got to fully act in. I mean, I've done some YouTube stuff. There was a fantasy film I got to be in one time, and that was a blast. So, you know, getting to be in a, like a bigger motion picture, I would say. Not, not as huge, not like, not like Avengers style, but, you know, when somebody asks you to be in their production and they think they've got like they trust you to portray this character or portray whatever you need to do if they believe in you then you got to make them believe and you got to prove them right for putting you in that position right and we're going to take a uh we're going to thank uh our radio station right now we're going to take a little break our next guest will is waiting in the wings we're going to take a quick little commercial break to thank our said radio station and uh, one of the nicest guys you could ever work for Ken Bartz, of course, he owns the 89.1 Ken's FM. Uh, We're going to play a quick little commercial break. We'll be back with our next After You Hear These Words. Stay with us. 
As you know, 89.1 Ken's FM is funded through donations by our listeners and sponsorships from area businesses. If your business would like to sponsor Ken's FM and reach thousands of young adults and college students every day, contact us at 218-585-3067 or info at kensfm.com. Any one of us can help you get your sponsorship started. We have many packages available to fit your budget. So contact us today at 218-585-3067 or at info at kensfm.com. And thanks for listening to 89.1 Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room, walking down the aisle, all the way from the state of Florida, she's the lovely, she's the vivacious, she is the awesome, she is Tatiana Vitello. Hi, guys. Hey, this is Talk Your Ace Podcast, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Monday, live Monday, on 89.1 Ken's FM, with your host, the icon, the big swing, the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Messiah. How are you today, uh, Tatiana? Good to have you. Thanks for uh, coming on the show with us. Uh, we have Tatiana as our guest here, and we have, well, we have plenty of time here. Uh, we have about, well, we have about uh, 38 minutes here with uh, Tatiana before uh, our theme song, uh, our outro plays. So welcome, Tatiana. This is, uh, you are now a member of the Five Timers Club. I think I was a member last time. <laughs> uh, or, I think well, I've gone okay, over that number. Okay, then uh, are, you, are you close to 10 timers then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think well, so, but thank you for having me on. It's, I, I love it. I love coming on your show. Well, you know, the sad thing is, you know, Granny and uh, Matthias, uh, we uh, have been promising to come on your show I don't know how long, and uh, we oh, are going to make like that happen. Years. Uh, yes, well, I want to make a date, and I want to do it before the end of February. Well, we can work on that. Let me ask you this. Uh, tell us about, uh, give us a little background about your show and uh, when it airs so we can work on getting all our schedules together to make that happen. Okay, well, talk your ish. That's I-S-H-H. There's a lot of ishes out there. Um, it's just a podcast uh, for people to come on and basically advertise, whether you're in the adult industry or just regular. Um, I just like to do like a conversation, um, unscripted. We get on there. We just talk like we're talking on the phone. Um, it, I really like to pre-record, and then I have to wait and edit. Um, I do some live on Facebook, but I, I mean uh, live on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Talk Your Ish. But I'd rather just take the audio and put that up, and it's on Spotify, on Amazon, Age of Radio, wherever you stream your podcast. That's so awesome. How long have you been doing time. that? This will be my second year, so two years and, like, two weeks. <laughs> really? That's awesome. And, uh, of course, today is our, not that we're bragging, but today is our 300th episode, and I'm so uh, happy for our success for your show and ours. So basically, oh, so when you, you guys. so when you have your show, you you never do it live, correct? I do do it live sometimes, but not always because there's a lot of things that have to be regulated, and depending on who I'm interviewing, it might be a rapper, it might be somebody that. I don't know what they're going to say. So I'd rather not have it live and just be able to edit and do what I need to do and then start promoting and 
a little bit easier that way. Um, so you're not like people drop the ball sometimes and they don't show up or however that goes. And I don't want to be put in those predicaments. Otherwise, I just want to pull my hair out. Well, you know, but I'll tell I air you, we, every uh, Wednesday. I air a new episode every Wednesday, Wednesday morning. So um, tomorrow morning, I'll have a new episode out. Oh uh, no, two, two in two days. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we, uh, Matthias, Granny Hulkster, myself, we could uh, pick a night where you could record the show, and then we you you could air it on your Wednesday time slot. Absolutely. And then I can do video at the same time. I just take that video and I do clips and I can post that up on my YouTube channel, you know, whenever we want. As long as you blur their faces. As long as you blur Icon and Granny Hulkster's face, because I, of course, is the face that runs the place. <laughs> Whatever is good for you guys. That's fine. I just learned how to blur stuff on face, on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. It's It's great. They have like a little studio and I actually was blurring out everything just because it was fun. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll uh, we'll kind of we'll come back to me and I'll ask you a few more questions about your show about some of the famous people you know and uh some of the famous events that uh, you've been on to, but uh let's bring Granny first. Granny, what do you got for our guest Tatiana? Go ahead. Well, welcome back. It's a pleasure to have you back on with us again. Uh, it's always it's always a great time when when you come and join us on Attitude Air Live. So, what has been one of your more enjoyable interviews that you've done, and who was it with? Um, one of my most enjoyable interviews was actually with a local rapper. Um, his name is Trap God Kurt, and we were at a nightclub and. I guess my producer accidentally didn't put the edited version up, and all you heard was me screaming at the guys. And I'm like, "Get yourself up there and plug it in!" And I'm like, "I'm like being like a Godzilla," and I'm just and people thought it was so funny because I was like, like, like behind the scenes just screaming. And then people are like, "Why are you screaming at these? At, aren't they your guests?" And I'm like, "No, you don't understand. These people." Like came up here, they know me. Like they're they're giving me a hard time before I even got on, and now they expect me to turn into like Cinderella and be nice. I was like, so I tried. I tried so hard. I just needed like help <laughs> setting up because I set up in the nightclub. So when I do that, you know, it's it's a bit of a rush. So that was one of my most memorable, one of the funniest ones I had so far. Okay. You know, and when you're uh, when you're doing the show. And you have to uh, how you how you say you know you, you record the show so and then you have to edit it. What is the time frame that you have from when you record something to when you put it on, or can you put something in the can and then like edit it three interviews together and then make a show? How do you facilitate that? So normally most people have their own but if i'm at a nightclub and there's like three people that i'm interviewing then yes i chop it up and everybody gets about 12 minutes maybe 15 minutes i try to keep my shows under 45 minutes because for some reason people don't listen over like 30 minutes so i try to give everybody like their own spot so if i have to i'd like to do like 15 minutes and then i can put two together and that makes 30 minutes 
Um, as far as video goes, um, it's pretty straightforward. I just do me and the person. We do it with one one film, one camera. Um, I don't try to, like, get all fancy and change up, and I'm, like, not that technical. <laughs> so, like I said, I just learned how to blur stuff out and add my logo. So from there, then we just post it, and I do audio separate on all the streaming platforms. So if you want to listen, you can listen. You want to watch, you can watch. Um, it, it's not that hard, but I try not to get anybody else, obviously, in these clubs because you, I have to run around giving people, like, release forms, and that's, like, not fun for the whole rest of the nutty in heels. So with that being said, then, have you ever had one of those situations like you recorded a show or you recorded an interview and then you're putting it together and you find out it's too long or you find out, I just can't use this? Yes, I actually have like two interviews that I did actually from home. And just some people, it's hard to pull stuff out of them. And this one person was just giving me like one word answers. And it just was like, I, I tried to joke. I tried to like, and it just was like, I thought it was the most boring thing I've ever heard. It didn't make it to production. My my producer was like, absolutely not. There's only been maybe like five shows I recorded out of 100, I think, and 15 I have under my belt that I just could not pull that person out of their space. And it just was not, there was nothing going on. It was the most boring thing you've ever heard. So I, I archive about five in between. So in case things like this happen. My next question is, would you be willing to have uh, myself, Eric, and the director of the movie that we're going to be on on your show to promote that? Absolutely. So I, I, I heard, and I, I was really excited. That excites me to hear those things. Um, as you know, I've got a show coming out, The Bells of Tampa Bay, so I am like your number one fan to come out and, I know how it feels to be asked to be in, you know, a production, and absolutely you guys can come on whenever you want. And also, I even if something's archived, I can push your stuff to the front. I mean, if you're nice to me and I like you, I can push your stuff up in the very next week. Well, I can understand that, but if I'm not mistaken, I, I know you like me and you like Granny. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to do that to Matthias because he, he's a friend of mine. But uh, Matthias, what do you got for our guest, Tatiana? Go ahead. Well, I guess yes. You are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare. North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my part of the program. I guess one of my main questions to you. Yeah, perfect, perfect. I love you. Uh, my main question to you would be, has there ever been a guest that you've had to interview, like you wanted to interview, whatnot? Has there ever been a guest you've interviewed that, you know, you just either had to, like, quit halfway or you would rather not work with again because they kind of just pushed boundaries with you or anything like that? You haven't been on our show yet. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> Well, I'm usually the one that they don't want to work with again, and I push the boundaries. And uh, by the end of the show, if you don't say I hate you, um, it's not fun. Uh, I haven't done my job. Uh, there's been no one that I've actually had to stop in any way just because um, I usually pick my guests before, and I get to know them a little bit, even if it's just 15 minutes. Um, so like, there's no one memorable that I – if there was, I, I forgot who they were. But like I said, just a few guests that – 
I tried to pull it out of them. They were still great people. I think it's just a little bit of stage fright. And I'm very, very, you know, raunchy and I, I just, that's just the way I am. I'm an open book. And I always tell people, please tell me the boundary before so that I know. Because if you don't, you're going to, you're going to say I hate you by the end. Make In a good way. <laughs> and with that being said, then, you know, I don't think that uh, Matthias, myself, or Granny would hold anything back because I know that you're not going to ask us any gotcha questions, unlike uh, what I did yeah. with, uh, you know, when we're on this show here, when we have a guest on, I'm most of the time, unlike uh, Matthias here, I, I use, I'm like a cat with padded paws. I like to, re, I respect our guests. Now, there has to have been some time, though, when you interviewed a guest, and they said they were going to do this and be this and not say this, and then they just went com- did a complete 180 on you. Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, my show is on PG-13. You know, yours is more. I, 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 I do have to limit myself. And it's hard for me because I'm, again, I'm all over the place. But when I have to be, like yesterday I interviewed a rapper, uh, Lord Rose from Battle Rap. And he's, like, number two in his city, and it's really coming up. And he was very stoic. He was very serious, and I had to, you know, make myself. Th- I felt like I was sitting at a desk with a suit on and a keyboard and a, and, a cup, and a cup of coffee. And I told him, I was like, after a while, I made him laugh. But I was like, you know, you really are bringing the professionalism out in me because I'm I'm used to being a goofball. I'm used to doing the covering those boundaries and being a, a, a comedian. Um, and sometimes people don't always like that. I think I do. I push boundaries a lot. So before me and you and everybody does an interview, I want you guys to set those boundaries for me. Which is interesting because, you know, if you want, ever want to do an off the cuff interview, basically what we do is our show, we have three rules. One, we don't pre-record. Two, mm-hmm. we're, not going to send you questions in advance. And three, we're not going mm-hmm. to pay you to be on our show. I was going to let you guys know, I was going to have one guest on, but he wanted me to pay him $1,000 for what? 30 for minutes what? to be on the show. Now, Is he that let me ask you this. Well, kind of. But let me ask you this. You guys blame me for not wanting to pay that fee? No, I wouldn't pay that fee. People pay me. Well, Zayas, what do you think? Would you, should I have paid that? Well, I mean, you haven't paid me my fines yet. I mean, I've been asking for a little bit of dough on the side, and I've still done your show. So, I mean, if, if they ask for $1,000, you know, that's a little, depending on the act, depending on the person who it is, it all depends on the situation. But normally, uh, no, you're not worth my money. You're not worth that much money. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to mention the guy because it, it, just, it just wasn't nice. But when you think about it, Matthias, you did get some cool bonuses. That, like I said, like I've said before, yes, the uh, the bonuses were quite an incentive. Um, I am just fine with getting uh, some incentives every once in a while. I will not ask for a weekly paycheck because uh, I get. Uh, I already have to drive truck and make enough money that way. So you know, this is this has been a hobby of mine. For over a year now, so I will. Uh, I'll take a little incentive every once in a while to keep me going. But wait a minute, now I'm jelly. I want an incentive. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, your, yours is coming. We talked about that. We can't talk about it on the air, but your, your incentive is coming. Yay. So, Granny, so Granny, when you uh, when you were running your podcast, did you ever have any difficulty uh, with any guests at all? Oh, not really. I mean, you know, ours were a lot of. I mean, ours we we did mostly just a wrestling podcast, you know, and we just had a lot of independent wrestlers, you know, locally. You know, we really didn't have that many big name people like we've had on our on our show here at Attitude Era Live. I mean. Every once in a while, we would get some, you know, some really big name. But, I mean, we didn't have a lot of, I mean, ours was just mostly local talent, you know, local independent wrestlers, male, female, you know, whatever. And, I mean, um, but I had to, like I said, step away from it just because of my health issues at the time that I was dealing with and, you know, family issues and everything. So I had to step down. I... um, actually let a really good friend of mine actually take it over. I would run the switchboard for him, and I would still be part of the show, you know, more or less. I just didn't run the, I just didn't run the podcast, so. Can I just say, and if anybody is going to charge a granny, um, shame on you, anybody. (laughs) Well, yeah, that is, that is definitely a good point. Uh, What is the, who's the most famous or one of the some of the famous people that you've had on your podcast, talk to you. Oh, um, okay. So again, PG thirteen. Uh, Kate Mack. Um, she was probably one of the top most famous people I've had. Um, a lot of my people work in the adult industry, so you know <clears throat> she's top name. Um, she's from Canada, uh, Asian American, beautiful. She's a model. Um, she did uh, some kind of news anchor, and she's she's pretty well known in Canada. So now she's spread out here in the U.S. And um, I recently just did a photo shoot with her, and um, we did a podcast actually. So um, it's really nice to know that some people that I reach out to like come back at me. Um, I had um, Elijah Proc. Um, he's had one of the number one episodes on uh, Catfish, the MTV on MTV. Um, he was really sweet. I talk to him all the time. We actually are doing, um, episodes actually taping this week. Um, and he's been really sweet to reach out to. He's completely famous. He was famous before he was on the show. So for them to reach out and be so sweet to me, um, and want to, you know, help is amazing without charging. Never heard a word from them about money, incentives, nothing. That's awesome. So we have Tatiana as our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. Before we continue here, we need to take a quick little break, and we will be back after we hear these messages from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back after we hear this. So stick with us. Yeah. Gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. 
Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website www.kensfm.com and under the more merch tab you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity. So order now at www.kensfm.com Tune in every Friday night at 8pm and join me, Jolt's Merry Night as my music from outer space gets intercepted by your eardrums. We've got rock, we've got electronic, we've got old novelty records, we've got pizza Okay, yeah, that technology is still being worked on, so until we can perfect the transmission of a pizza directly to your mouth, for now we can have an hour-long buffet of rock and roll every Friday night. That's Rock and Roll Space Station, yeah, Friday like at 8 p.m., right, right here on the best station in all the galaxy, and Fargo, of course, Ken's FM. I have 36, I think, so. And that, that is a good show to listen to. I love it. We all, there's, there's several cool shows on here, and... On Saturday nights, there's a music show where uh, Ken Bartz hosts a great show where he has, uh, how would you say, uh, up-and-coming bands, and uh, that, that's his cue to come and talk to us, but uh, apparently he's not picking up the cue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a great show uh, on Saturday nights uh, where he features bands, and I believe it's on uh, starting at... Uh, well, all that Ken tell us because I was wait, I was looking for the uh, the uh, thing, but uh, it's not there. So let's see. Is what it... are you looking for? Number three? Yeah, I think it's Mike number three. Yeah, tell Does us. Does that about sound right? Show. Yeah, tell us about your show, Ken. Happens every Saturday night. Who? What? what are you doing? We get feedback. What are you doing? Okay, let's. Try. Is that better? I don't know. I I don't have headphones on. Okay. Now we're getting major feedback. Oh, you don't have your headphones on. That's a problem. Oh, is it? That's what's causing it. Yep. Okay, here's the deal. Saturday night, it's a uh, a program that's been going on for almost 30 years. We started in 1993. Actually, it was uh, we started before Kurt Cobain died, and uh, we went through that. Uh, the program started on another station. I'm just getting feedback in my headset. Why well, you, you get head, you get feedback because he's got the telephone pot turned all the way up, and then you've got one headphone off. That headphone will feed right back into this microphone, causing feedback. Now I know you're a wrestler and all of that, but <laughs> use a little intelligence to tell you that <laughs> feedback can be stopped by. Cutting the link. You <laughs> cut the link simply by putting your headphone on. <laughs> See now, That's an engineer talking. Now, now, Ken, you are probably one of the coolest engineers uh, <laughs> in Fargo history, are you not? I don't know. Um, over the last <laughs> 50 years of engineering, uh, if I can toot my own horn. Sure you can. We, uh, we do that here on the show all the time, believe it or not. Um, you learn a lot. And uh, everything goes into memory and over the course of 50 years you simply remember it all and then you become pretty uh, efficient in the process of uh, troubleshooting and repair and that's basically what I do 
But when you think of that, I apply those talents to the Saturday night show. When we get local artists and musicians to come over to the studio and play live, it's free, no change of money. They are absolutely allowed to come in, set up and uh, do their thing and uh, play live. And it's broadcast over our 100,000 watt uh, uh, facility here to uh, all of the upper Midwest and also, of course, online, too. Um, there's a couple of different ways you can listen online, for those of you that are kind of weird. Uh, when it comes, <laughs> kind of weird. Well, yeah, are, are kind of strange when it comes to, okay, what do I, buttons do I push? Tell us, tell us, tell us. Well, real simple. Go to radio.garden. It's a smartphone app. And um, if you go to radio.garden, you can uh, download the app free. And then when you open the app, just put in KNNZ, and it'll scan all the way to the U.S. and connect you with the link, and you don't have to do anything. That's pretty cool. Otherwise, you can put in a, um, if you have a media player, like VLC or Windows Media or uh, what was it? Uh, There's a number of different free apps. Um, The link is... uh, HTTP colon slash slash 108 59 11 81 colon 83 Of course, you're not going to remember that unless you had a recorder going at that point. But that is the actual direct link to our broadcast. So you could do that. Hey, hey, Ken, do me a favor. Put on your headset for a second. Uh, what you do is uh, turn off the uh, telephone pot. Turn off the telephone phone? Yeah. Okay. Unless somebody wants to speak. Why? Well, that, that, that will uh, eliminate the feedback. Okay. Well, no, I want you to put on your headset for a minute because I, I got something cool here for you. Um, uh, our, our guest, Tatiana, she has a uh, – you know, you've been, on, you've been interviewed uh, on a couple of shows. Have you not, Ken? I don't know. I think I've uh, <laughs> been on with you a few times. No, I'm not talking about just my show. I'm talking about another show. You, uh, you did a YouTube thing. Oh, wow. That goes back. Um, Here we go. Mr. Feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so... We've got got a uh, pot here that uh, cuts in and out. You heard that? Yeah. That's part of your feedback, too. All right. So my apologies for ripping on you about your headphones. <laughs> Sorry, Matthias. Yeah, it's all good. Um, of course, that is probably one of the most annoying things that a listener can hear. Yes, right. right. Squeaking yeah. going on. And, of course, it's not less than professional. But you were saying... Uh, well, what I, well, well, we'll talk about the, the interview that you did. I believe it was a couple weeks ago where they featured you on YouTube. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, Tatiana, I uh, would like to introduce you to Ken. Uh, Ken Bartz is his name, and uh, radio is his game, and uh, uh, I think he would be a great interview for you as well. I mean, he could tell you about how he started the station uh, and made it the, uh, the, the Metroplex conglomerate that it is now. That would be amazing, and like I said, I'm down for all guests, and um, my husband's name is Ken, so I'm kind of biased, and I love that name. So yours, too. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. <laughs> I think that would be 
amazing, especially if you've already been on YouTube. And I love, I love being on your station. It's a, it's a blessing to me. So, Ken, here's my question. Is there a way, and you're an engineer, so you might be able to answer this, and I know this is just riveting for everybody listening, but is there a way that we could do an interview uh, for her show here in the studio where uh, we can use the mics and stuff so she can pick us up and maybe put us on uh, your YouTube live? I think we can do that. Um, I've never done that. The only live... uh, uh, stuff that I've ever done with social media has been on Facebook. And uh, if you take a look at our uh, uh, Facebook page, either Ken's FM or my page, Kenneth Bartz, uh, all you have to do is take a look for the videos, and you'll see a number of videos of the like the local performances that we've had. That's what we can do here in the studio. Now, if we can do that for YouTube... I don't know if the two can be joined together or not. I'm not that technically so I use, savvy. I um, use StreamYard, and it goes directly on YouTube, and it goes live, and it would be me and then however many people that I wanted. It's like a link. And then you guys can share that link, and I can send you the recording afterwards, and you can post that up on your YouTube. Just a my lame round away of how I do things technically. Yeah, I know that you can do things very similar to like a Zoom where you have uh, uh, numerous different people uh, all up on the screen at the same time, uh, kind of like a conference call, and uh, we can do that from studio to studio. I can understand that. How it's done and what buttons i got to push, you're going to have to help. (laughs) Oh, I can be the engineer on this one and take control, and I'll feel smart because normally I'm the I'm the dumb one when it comes to technology. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have Icon set this all up, and then uh, all he has to do is let me know when I need to be in the studio, and then uh, I can help things go from this end. And, uh, uh, you know, if you can help uh, get the YouTube uh, connection working, um, we have got a, um, uh, we have a webcam that we use, for the live performances for the bands, and then uh, the mix that the webcam gets is uh, from a studio mix. So it's actually how the band sounds right here in the studio. That's perfect, yeah, because I use a really great equipment. Uh, I have Yamaha, and I run it all through my mixer, and um, a lot of people, when they see me get on my podcast, they don't necessarily think I'm going to come out with a podcast like the way I do. Um so I, it's like studio equipment. So, yeah, you do one half, I do the other half. It's like a yin-yang. It's a perfect relationship. Awesome. Well, let's do that and uh, uh, get a hold of uh, Icon, and uh, he'll set up a date and whatever, and he'll let me know what I've got to do and where i got to be. And that would be perfect. All right, perfect. It would be great to, yes. great to do this. First time ever Thank for me. <laughs> well, you know, Ken, the, the, the thing I is. I want to be your first. You know, the thing is, Ken, uh, this is actually our 300th episode of Attitude Era Live, and I believe it is the – how long have we been on with you now? Two years, is it? I don't know. It's been over a year because we had your, what, first anniversary here uh, a while back. Yeah, well, that's right. Remember, we started on uh, 8, 9, um, August 9th um, – <laughs> 
well, yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was August ninth of uh, twenty twenty. Is when we started. Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Was it? Because we're in twenty twenty three. Yeah, so it'd be twenty twenty one then. Okay. Yeah, because remember, I remember your, your call letters are eight. Your call letters, your numbers are eighty nine point one. So what yep. a perfect date that was to start on August ninth of twenty one. Oh, so eight nine one. There you go. And uh, we we've been uh, we've been good. Well, Ken, not that anybody cares again, but you know, Ken, how long have you known me now since your case attacked me when I was. <laughs> Uh, back in well, uh, I don't know. It, it, goes, it goes back a ways. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm in my senior years now because uh, when you do something for 50 years, you tend to get old. But uh, I'm not <laughs> sure uh, if you go back to the timing of when I met you. I'm not sure. Maybe you were still pooping in your pants, but I wasn't sure. No. Well, I, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was working at... Yeah, I was I was working at a radio station at the time, and I yes, I remember that. We, we re, I don't think we can uh, mention it here, can we? I suppose not. But uh, it doesn't really matter. The big thing was that uh, you were, I think, a producer. Yeah, and I was for their morning show. I was, and I was also known as a, a street guy. Uh, of course, you remember when I met you, I was actually wearing a garbage bag. And I'll tell everybody's story real quick. No one wants to know, but I'm going to tell them anyway because they haven't heard it. Uh, I was working. I wanted to get a job in radio so bad. So uh, I I called up a morning show and I said I'm willing to do anything to get on uh, with you guys. And that was a mistake. So here's what I had to do. They took me. Um, what was it? They took me 25 miles out of the city into another state. I had to hitchhike back to the station. One thing I did not know. I was all willing to do that, but one thing I did not know is they were going to take my clothes and give me nothing but two garbage bags to wear. Who's going to pick up anybody in the car with a guy wearing garbage bags? You tell me. No one. A serial killer. Well, actually, I <laughs> I got more rides than I thought, and I actually oh. did better than uh, the host thought I would do, so they actually sent a guy to drive me the wrong way because I was getting so close. <laughs> and then... They were having a problem at the station that day trying to do some recording or trying to hook up a piece of equipment. And Ken was there, and here comes this guy walking in with nothing but uh, uh, garbage bags. And, uh, Ken, do you remember what you said to me? I have no idea. I do not recollect that day. I do, because you said, am, am I in the right place? What? This is not, what is this? Uh, you said something to that effect. Okay. <laughs> But we've been, you and I have been friends ever since, so that's that's a good thing. Yeah, that goes back quite a few years. That was what ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay, I was going to say late nineties. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, you actually taught me a lot about uh, uh, engineering and radio. You said the one thing you taught me: don't touch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, yeah, so Ken, you got to remember, Icon is one of those persons that has the personality, very positive personality, and uh, he will do just about anything that you tell him. So if you tell him to go and cook a TV dinner in a TV set, he will try to do that. And then, of course, we'll catch up with him in the hospital. Well, wait, I don't remember telling you that. Yeah. Ken, I don't remember telling you that story when they had me do that. Oh, they they made you do that too? Yeah. 
and the TV melted because I put the fire inside. Oh, okay, I'll tell the story real quick, too. The, uh, the, this was during fix-up cleanup week, and there was a TV on the side of the road with no uh, – the screen was busted. So they said, we need you to find a screen where you can uh, – a TV without a screen. Go – so I, I went around all over town. I finally found a, a TV with no screen. They said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to use that TV, and you're going to make a barbecue in the screen, and you're going to cook us some dinner. And the the only thing that you can cook on an open hot uh, a fire is, like, what, hot dogs or whatever. So before I could actually serve the meal to them, I walked away, and the TV, had the plastic had melted, and – the the dinner was inside the melted TV. <laughs> well, the the thing that you've got to watch, and that I did not tell you at that time, is that if you plug that sucker in, and the uh, uh, the horizontal high voltage was still working, you would be dealing with twenty five thousand volts, which is enough to kill you. Unfortunately, those supplies are really weak. And uh, all you'll get is a nice little arc that'll snap you. But uh, uh, those are things you need to be aware of. And as an engineer, I deal with high voltage all the time. And uh, believe me, uh, uh, if you got your head inside of a transmitter and you bump the wrong thing, it will blow all the hair off of your head. Which uh, which we hope doesn't happen. Uh, you know, it's funny. Last uh, last week's show um, admitted it was a replay. Now, Matthias, did you happen to listen to the show last week? Uh, like I said, with uh, previous obligations and stuff, I was not able to uh, sit down and watch our episode from last week. Well, I don't know how you could have watched it, but uh, to it, yeah. the episode that was replayed was when you uh, almost electrocuted yourself in the truck. Oh, well, yeah, I was actually going to mention that story uh, with, with Ken here when he said hitting the transmitter. So what happened was, because I was actually going to just tell the story anyway, but uh, so what happened was I was driving my four-bay bush light truck, mm. and I was delivering to a local small convenience store whatever, and I needed a backup so I could take a right and get back onto the main road, well, I backed up a little too far, not paying attention to the big electric pole uh, right behind me, and I smoked the sucker right on the box, cut the wires, all this stuff, and it was a big explosion behind the truck. And little did I know, because as soon as I pulled forward a little bit, got out of the truck to expect, inspect the damage, uh, I cut the power to both buildings that were right next to me. I cut the power to a lot of the town, whatever. And I went and called the officers, you know, and the people came and fixed it, whatnot. And the cops basically came up and said, you, and they said, well, you saved your life in two ways. And I said, well, how did I do that? And he goes, well, first off, you hit your truck more on the left side instead of the right, because if you would have hit your truck on the right side, that's where your diesel tank is. And if that explosion would have hit that diesel tank, you would have been incinerated in an explosion. And I said, okay, well, how would I save my life the second way? They said, well, you pulled out a few inches after hitting the pole, so you weren't in contact with it anymore. But if you had stepped out out of your truck, right, and touching the metal of the truck and the floor, you'd have been, you'd have been zapped to death. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. Yeah. I saved my life in two ways, I guess. Well, that is one of the big things that you've got to remember about high line power poles, is the voltage is up there, and most of the uh, lines that go to your backyard and feed into your house. 
They're about 10,000 volts. Yep. And uh, there's a transformer on there that uh, reduces that 10,000 down to, I think, 240 is what most houses get these days. Yeah. And then they split it in half with a neutral, and then runs that runs all your 120-volt appliances. Yeah, it was weird because I backed up and I heard a bang, and apparently, yep. and apparently the uh, big snap. The uh, the customer, the the store that was right next to where I hit the pole, showed me the security cam footage, and I have it on my phone. Oh, wow. But I backed <laughs> up into the and I cut the wires clean, and all of a sudden you just saw this huge explosion come out from the pole and into my truck. And I, like, felt a jump, and I'm like, I don't know what that was. And I pulled out just a few inches, so I wasn't actively touching the wires. And I pulled out, I'm like, oh, God. And my truck just had a black stain on it from the explosion. <laughs> but the whole pole was just was just toast. Yep. I'm surprised you yep. survived and the townspeople didn't want to come kill you because of how well, you Well, the guy wanted to power. kill me initially. Well, the, uh, the well, guy that owned the store? Yeah, the guy that owned the store, the second I hit that pole and you heard the explosion, I walk into the store, and I'm trying to remain calm, and all of a sudden I hear some very, very colorful language, and uh, because apparently <laughs> I cut the power to his $30,000 freezer full of meat and stuff like that, and he said, well, he's like, if this thing is dead, I swear to God, I'm suing you and your company, and I'm going to get $30,000, blah, blah, blah. And then the cops came back, and they were like, okay, we're going to fix this. Just calm the hell down and stuff like that. And I was scared I was going to get fired. And the first thing I get when I go back to the office after I'm scared, you know what, and I walk up to my boss, and he goes, hey, Sparky, how's your charge? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm sitting about 150% there, boss. Thanks. All right, guys, we got about uh, two and a half minutes before our theme song starts to play. So, uh for those of you who are listening, our, our, our regular listeners of our show, be keeping tabs on Attitude Era Monday Live Monday for who it's going to be on next week. We've got three guests next week. We've got another big show, and we've got a big year coming up. We have so many different celebrities and so many different artists and writers and directors. It's and just amazing. Them. Right. And uh, Ken will be making an appearance again. Uh, we love Ken. And uh, Tatiana, we're definitely going to have you back on again because uh, we want to get you up to that uh, ten time, ten time, ten time status. Uh, so I think one more appearance, you'll have that. And uh, I'll also be calling you at, you know, yes, she did give me her phone number. I know everybody's like, why would she do that? I did. Uh, I'm going to call you after the show because there's some um, uh, things I want to ask you about. So we'll talk about yeah. that. But in it's the meantime, uh, right, until next week. Uh, we want you to love each other, care for each mm-hmm. other, join us every week, and as always, remember, it is not goodbye, it is just good night. We will see you all next week when Granny will be here. You'll be here, right, Granny? Is she here now? She's in bed. She's taking a nap. She's in the nursing home. Uh, Matthias, she'll be with us, right? Yeah, as always, I'll be making my grand appearance on 89.1 Ken's FM. And, Ken, you'll join us again at some point? Absolutely. Whenever you yell at me when I'm out in the shop or something like that, yeah, I'll come uh, stumbling in. All right. And, uh, Tatiana, (laughs) you'll be back again sometime, and we'll all be on your show within the next few weeks, okay? Yes. You heard it only here. 
All right, everybody, uh, we got to get out of here. We love you. And like I say, remember, it's not goodbye. It's just good night. We'll see you all next week. Take care. We'll see you then. And now some homegrown rock and roll on 89.1 Ken's FM. You think, you think you know me? On